and uh, anybody else that is watching online tonight, but also throughout the week. Uh, it's just great to be able to come and share with you and preach the Word of God into your life. Tonight we are, or I am, in the Empower Centre here in Gosport. Uh, we would have been doing a live FC local in person here at Empower Centre Gosport, um, but we decided due to the restrictions coming at the end of the week that we may as well just comply and um, not go through with tonight's service. But um, hey, this is what it would be like and um, you know, I just trust that tonight you will receive the Word of God into your heart. Whilst a few people um, are perhaps just gathering, I've uh, got a couple of things that I just want to share with you. Remembrance Sunday is next Sunday and I really want to encourage um, you as parents, um, if you've got kids in kids church or kids of a kids church age, um, can I encourage you to, to just take a moment, there's going to be an email that goes out tomorrow um, with some pictures or designs um, for children to colour in uh, their poppies, ready to show them next Sunday on our Zoom meeting. So we would love for your children just to gather, to, to make that happen, to do some colouring in, get some things creative, get those creative things going in their life. Um, and also for the adults, um, let's see what talent we've got in Family Church, Gospel and Bridgemary, um, as we bring um, something maybe that you've crocheted or um, some knitting, some drawing. Uh, maybe you're clever enough to upcycle something. Um, again, bring it onto Zoom next week as we gather together for Remembrance Sunday. It's going to be uh, just an amazing opportunity to thank God for his goodness over our lives. Um, not only the wars that we remember uh, in the First World War and, and the other wars since, but every war and every battle that we go through, we give thanks God, uh, give thanks to God for the victory that we have. So that's going to be next Sunday. Um, allow your creative uh, side of your life to come out and let's have some fun together as well. Well, tonight we are, I think it's on week five now, uh, looking at the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, for the last five weeks, we've been looking at these fruit, and it's just, a, it's just, I don't know, it's just one of the most powerful areas of teaching that, that through the Holy Spirit, Paul penned down. He, the few verses prior to this, he's revealing what the carnal mind, the carnal heart, the, the, the condition of our life pre the cross. And then he says, but this is the life that you can now live. Remember, Jesus is the vine, the true vine, and we are the branches. And through this divine connection, through this connection with the, with the Spirit of God, we now, by His Spirit, produce have these fruits being produced in our life and outworked in our journey. What lives in the vine also lives in the branch. Therefore, through this divine connection, we are connected to the power source of God, but also the character of God being outworked through our lives. So let's take a moment to pray. Father, I thank you that your word is life to those who find it and health to all their flesh. And I pray tonight, Lord, for everyone that is listening to your word, whether now or during the week, I pray that, Lord, your word will impact our lives and just cause us to live bigger for you. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. So in Galatians, let's read this again. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and verse 23. It says, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue or goodness, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit or self-control. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. So tonight we're going to look at the next fruit of the spirit which is the spirit the fruit of faithfulness, what that fruit looks like, how that is expressed through our life and how it affects the others around us. The Greek word for faithfulness reveals the characteristics of God because God is faithful. And I want to just show in just two simple scriptures uh, where it talks about the faithfulness of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, it says this, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God. You couldn't get more definite than that. He's the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commands. He is the faithful God. And then Psalm 119, verse 89 and 90. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it abides. I love this, that God's faithfulness goes for all generations. It's not just those in the Old Covenant. It's not just those in the New Testament days when Jesus walked upon the face of the earth. But actually the Bible declares it is to all generations, to your life and to mine today. Seeing that these qualities of faithfulness are found foremost in God it shouldn't come to any surprise that those same characteristics are found in us. Why? Because we are connected. We are part of him. He is the vine. We are the branch. What lives in the vine lives in the branch. If there's faithfulness in the vine, then there's going to be faithfulness in the branch. And the fruit that is produced is faithfulness in our life. If we were to dig deeper into this word of faithfulness, this fruit of the Spirit, we would come to a much broader, excuse me, a broader understanding. It means committed, reliable, trustworthy, steadfast, constant, dedicated, dependable, loyal, and unwavering. Those, those are those are big words. They carry the heartbeat of God. But actually that should be the heartbeat of you, me, and everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord. It is the characteristic of God in us. 
That's what we should look when we see a brother or sister in church. When we connect with another believer, we should be hearing committed, reliable, trustworthy, steadfast, constant, dedicated, dependable, loyal, and unwavering in their life. The problem is very often we can lean back to our natural side, our fleshly side, which actually seeks to be lazy, uncommitted, undependable, and unreliable. But we've got to build this thing in our life called the fruit of the Spirit and allow that fruit to work on our hearts so that we are changed daily into the image of Christ in us. Do you know what? We all need faithful people around us. People who are faithful and true. People who are committed to the things of God. We need faithful, good, faithful men and women around our lives. When the pressure's on and we're struggling in life, we need faithful people to hold up our arms in the midst of the battle, knowing that they're with us in this journey. We need faithful people in our lives when we're struggling, when we are crying out for help. Do you know what? We need faithful people in our life. Faithful people who will stick with us in the lean times and in the prosperous. Faithfulness is a fruit or a quality that stands out in our life and causes us to step out and stand out as well. It separates us from the crowd. That's what we look for very often in, in our leaders, people that are faithful, true, honest, reliable, dependable, faith, faithful and trustworthy. Faithfulness covers a wide range of areas in life. Being faithful to God, that consistency, that dependability on God in our life. Faithful in our marriages. If you look through First uh, and Second Timothy and, and Titus, you'll see that one of the things that are a, a, a requirement in a leader's life or an elder's life is that they are faithful in their marriage. But it shouldn't just be for leaders. It should be for all of us who are Christians. There should be faithfulness in our relationships and marriages. Faithful to the ministry or the calling of God upon our lives. If God's called you to kids' church ministry, be faithful with the gift, the talent that he's placed upon your life. If God's called you and he's gifted you with, with a musical ability or a talent in your life, be faithful. Oh, I may want to do this and I may want to do that. Be faithful to what God's given you and the gift and the calling upon your life. Faithful in our workplaces. I, 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 we need to be faithful in what we do is a living because you are paid by the church every job you and I do is ministry we are working for the Lord you may be employed by your employer but we work as if we work unto the Lord and faithful to each other doing unto others as you would want them to do to you it's so so important that we live this way. So let's take a moment to read what God would say was faithfulness in the man called Moses. I love this. You know, Miriam and Aaron, they're, they're, they're just saying, well, God can speak to anybody. God can speak to us. And, and they're just nitpicking. 
nitpickers. And then God speaks up on Moses' behalf. I love this. In Numbers chapter 12, verse 7, it says this. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. What a, what a testimony. I, I don't know about you, but you know, for, for me, if, if that moment when, when I, I go to be with the Lord and I give up my spirit and my family bury me, I want on my tombstone something like this written. Jeff, dad, family man, faithful in God's house. I think what an incredible testimony. Something that I can hand down to the generation that comes next. That they can live with that kind of mindset and attitude in their own life as well. You know, for the Harrys in church, for the Davids in church, for, for each one of us in church. Faithful in all my house. Let's that, let, let that be your testimony and my testimony. For, for you who, who may struggle at times, let this be the change of heart. Let this be a change in your direction. Maybe you've struggled with faithfulness before, but as of tonight, allow the Holy Spirit to begin to minister into your heart so that you will become faithful as God is also faithful. The sad thing is we're living in a day and an age where faithfulness is becoming a thing of the past. And it's not just in our generation, but in the generations that have gone before us, they had this same issue that was going on in their lives. In Psalm chapter 12, verse 11, it says this, Help, Lord. Do you know what? That should be a cry of all of our hearts. Help, Lord. Why? Why is the psalmist crying out, Help, Lord. He says, for principled and godly people are here no more. Faithfulness and the faithful vanish from among the sons of men. That's got to be one of the saddest passages of scripture written in the Bible. I, I could easily cry out, help Lord, we, we need faithful principled people, principled men and women who stick by the principles of God's word, that they don't allow compromise, that they're not allowing the world to pollute their thinking. They are principled, godly people who walk with faithfulness. But here it says that they are vanishing among, uh, are vanishing among the sons of men. Do you know what this is so true of our generation that we are losing principled, faith-filled, godly men and women in the church worldwide, not just locally, but throughout the world. We are losing faith-filled, principled. Why? Because we become, we, we embrace the doctrines of this world around us rather than taking a hold of the word of truth and saying, no, this is the word. This is the truth. This is the way in which I'm going to live. I believe God is looking for his church to step up in this generation. I believe God is looking for his church to be the, 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 the bride without spot and blemish. The, the bride that will stand up and be faithful and true. 
in this generation. So let's allow faithfulness, church, to arise and shine in our life. Each one of us, each one of us needs to step up and be counted. Including me, including those that are already walking in levels of faithfulness. And for each one of us that may struggle, let's make a new commitment in our life to be faithful individuals by allowing the fruit of the spirit of faithfulness to be outworked in our lives. You may be asking the question right now, how can I personally show my faithfulness? I guess one way that you can show faithfulness is by standing with us as your local church, standing shoulder to shoulder as we move forward through what is right now a very difficult time in the life of church and community. By supporting the work of God, by getting involved where we can, by taking responsibility, by building God's house and reaching the world around us. Pastor Andy said it so well this morning about winning our world, about allowing the harvest to become real in our heart by touching one who may then touch one more, who may touch another one. Let's all take a hold of the responsibility of reaching our world. You're listening online tonight or you're listening on catch up. Once we open the doors, will you show yourself faithful? That may be faithfully stepping up to a, an area of ministry that you did before lockdown. That may be stepping into an area that you've not ever done before. But you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to just sit back any longer. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to show myself faithful, number one, to God. But also to those in his house. Faithfulness will cause you to stand up and it will cause you to stand out in amongst others. Listen to this in Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 14. It says this, but sir, Ahimelech replied, is anyone among all your servants as faithful as David? your son-in-law, why he is the captain of your bodyguard and highly honoured member of your household. Again, wouldn't this be an, an amazing testimony on the tombstone of our life? Is there anyone among all your servants as faithful as David? These are great statements that identify great men and women in the Bible, but actually they're meant to represent our journey and our life and how we can be faithful in the journey that we're in today, in our generation, in the church of God today. David's faithfulness caused him to stand out amongst all others in the king's realm. It wasn't his good looks. It wasn't his strength. It wasn't his poetic ability. It was his faithfulness. It was that faithful to the call. Being faithful to God is perhaps one area of life that some may struggle with and others would find easy. But being faithful to each other or faithful to your job or to the department that you run or, or faithful in life 
can be harder. Consider these things. Do you get to places late continually? It doesn't show faithfulness by getting to places late. Do you sneak off when nobody's watching? Remember, there is one who watches and it is to him that we work, not to our employer. Do you look for shortcuts rather than doing the job correctly? Do you get poured along with the conversations of the crowd rather than staying faithful to what you believe is right? Faithfulness is an incredible quality in our lives. Faithfulness will cause you to stand up and stand out amongst others. Listen to this in Nehemiah chapter 7 and verse 2. I'm going to read it from the New King James. Then I gave the charge of Jerusalem to my brother Hananiah and Hananiah, the leader of the citadel. For he was a faithful man and feared God more than many. I love this. It's, it's amazing how faithfulness increases our capacity. It promotes us in the journey of life. Faithfulness is a quality or fruit that will bless us in this journey. But actually it will bless others around us at the same time. These two men, Hananiah and Hananiah, were promoted because of two simple things. They were deemed to be faithful men and they feared God. Again, a great testimony in our life, a great opportunity for us to connect and believe that for our own journey as well. That I will also be found to be faithful in God's house. Consider for me, with, with me for a moment these two scenarios. If you're having a, a, a work done in your house and you had a choice of employing one of two people, a man with great skill and ability to do a job, but never turns up on time. And when he does, he, couldn't have, he has a couldn't care less attitude and knocks off early. He's good at what he does, but he doesn't do it too well. Or a guy with less ability who's faithfully there, doing his best and continually continues faithfully to the end. I don't know about you, I would go for the second individual. He may not have the same ability as the guy in number one thought, but he's doing his best, he turns up, and he's there until the job's done. That, to me, is so much more important than having someone's ability, but they have no complete faithfulness to do the job well. Faithfulness reveals what's true on the inside of you and I as an individual. It reveals your heart. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13, it says this, A talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Again, this is a powerful truth. Uh, faithful, spirited people are discreet. They are sensitive, they're discerning, they, they're controlled in their behaviour and responses. Whereas um, a, a, a towbearer or someone who's not got faithfulness working in their life to the degree that they should can be loose mouth, flippant and gossips. 
It's really important that we, the church, build faithfulness in our life. I love the fact that Jane and I, as a couple, we know that we've got so many faithful people around us and in our lives. But you know what? Faithfulness is actually hard to come by. Listen to this in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. It says, most men <clears throat> will proclaim each his own goodness. But who can find a faithful man? I tell you what, it's so sad for pastors and leaders in churches who are always looking over their shoulder, wondering who may be looking to take over the church, who may be looking to, to challenge their authority, always looking for people that may be undermining what they're saying. I'm so thankful that God has positioned us in a church where we have faith-filled people, faithful to the core, faithful to us and faithful to the leadership. But for us as a church to do everything that God has called us to do, we need faithfulness oozing out of every aspect of our lives. Faithful to God's word. That we take a hold of the word of truth and we say, Father, your word is forever settled in heaven. It's not changing because I live in the 20th century. It's not changing because we live in a, in a humanistic society. It's not changing because of, because of uh, people's corrupt behavior. It's not changed because people say it's old or out, outdated. No, we're faithful to God's word. We're faithful to the commission that God has called us to. And that's to go into all the world and preach the gospel and bring in the harvest. I don't know about you, but that stirred my heart this morning. And I can't wait for Pastor Andy's book to come through so that I can begin to read it. Faithful to God's commission to reach the lost. Faithful to God's house. You may say, well, we can't even meet right now. We can't, but we can be faithful. We had an incredible time on Zoom today where hearts and lives really were impacted on Zoom, the post-Zoom, after the service Zoom today. Lives were really, there was a realness. There was a genuineness. There was a, a community heart. It was beautiful to see and beautiful to be a part of. We are being the church right now. But it's different to what it was a few months back. Are we being faithful to God's house? It's important. I, I, my heart desires for, for our African community, for our Caribbean community, those that were more on the fringe, those that were new to church, our heart longs to have you join us on Zoom each week so that we can build connection and relationship with you as well. Faithful to giving of our tithe. I'm so thankful again for all of you who at the beginning of lockdown, who would normally give on a Sunday, you changed and put it online. Thank you for doing so. But there are others in church and you haven't given for the last nine months. You may be saving it all up in your piggy bank. And one day when we come back to church, you're going to bring your, your piggy bank to church. Your great big piggy bank to church. And you're going to give your offering. 
But the truth is, we need it now, not in another six months' time. We need that now. Faithfully given of our tithe. Faithfully walking out the call and the purposes of God in our life. Our love was Esther who says, she turned around and said, I was called for such a time as this. You have been called. You have a purpose to outwork and be faithful to in this generation right now. Before we become a ruler over much, we must be seen faithful with a few. In closing, Jesus taught his disciples about faithfulness in the parable of the faithful servant. Remember, there was the one who had the five, another one had the two, and the last one had the one. And he said, look, I'm going off on a journey. I'm going to invest these things into your life. I'm going to give you free reign to do what you want with it. But when I return, I expect there to be a return. And he went away and then he came back over a, a period of time. And the first one came and said, Master, you gave me five. I invested it and here you are. We now have ten. And the master turns around and says, well done. Let me read it to you. Matthew 25 verse 21. He says, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Now, it's not me saying, oh, we need to be faithful or we should ex ex express faithfulness. But Jesus took this parable to teach that we should be faithful with the gifts, the callings and the things that God has placed in our life. So what are the signs of faithfulness? I believe it is an urgency that replaces apathy. There are too many Christians who are apathetic in life. They're going around with lack of emotion, lack of feeling, lack of interest, lack of concern. Whilst for others there is a drive that pushes us forward. That drive, whether that's meeting the needs of the lost and reaching their lives, or whether it's supporting the needs of the poor or responding to the needs of our planet or the needs of those around us. Do you know what? When we have faithfulness in our life, it, it replaces apathy with an urgency. I love the scripture in Romans chapter 13. It says, it is now high time to awaken from our slumber. It is high time, church. There should be an urgency in the people of God. Secondly, risk replaces complacency. We do away with apathy and we do away with complacency. Why? Because we begin to take calculated, bold-faced risks. A risk in reaching out to another. The risk being when you reach out to another, you risk getting involved in their life. When you open up your heart to others, you risk exposing your true self. When you risk loving people and supporting them, you risk not being loved in return and taken advantage of. When you try to do something new, there's the risk of failure. To share your faith with others risks losing your friendships. But you know what? We must take risks, calculated, God-filled risks.
You could say acts of faith. And excellent, re excellence replaces mediocrity. Doing our very best rather than having it'll do mentality. Going the extra mile rather than doing just enough. Offering our gifts, our abilities and our skills rather than sitting back saying I'm just not available. Faithfulness is what God requires. Remember this is what was spoken of David. And who among all your servants is as faithful as David? Can you imagine a church or a congregation full of people faithfully serving the house of God, faithfully giving of their time, faithfully giving of themselves, faithfully honouring God with the first fruits of their income, faithfully reaching out to others? You and I have been called to be faithful. Faithfulness is within us. So let's, in 2020, allow that faithfulness to be outworked in our life. As we close, I want to remind you that God is utterly dependable based on his unchanging character and his faithfulness. Remember, he is faithful even when we are faithless. God is faithful and the Holy Spirit in us produces that faithfulness in us. I just pray tonight that you would have been touched by the word of God. It would have challenged you. We can't hear a word like that and not be challenged somewhere in the journey. May the word of God challenge us all tonight to be more faithful and allow faithfulness to be the character of our life that others can see. Let me pray for you tonight as we go into this week ahead. Father, I just pray tonight for every member of our congregations, for all those that would hear this message. I pray, Lord, that you would challenge our hearts. Lord, not that, not that we would sit back and, 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 and sit there with pride saying, well, I'm faithful. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would search our heart. That we would see what faithfulness really is in the eyes of our Father in heaven. So that we can outwork that in our everyday lives. And Father, tonight, I pray for anyone who may not have received you as their Lord and Saviour. I pray tonight that they would have a God encounter. That they would see the faithfulness and the love of God. And even tonight that they would see their lacks and choose you above all others. Father, we thank you that you said anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord, you are so faithful. And may tonight, may that be true in people's lives. In Jesus' name we pray.